Greetings, beautiful people, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be able to share with you today. This episode is going to be very special. I have a guest. This is going to be a part of my A Talk with a King segment, and his story is nothing short of amazing. If you don't believe in God after this, I'm going to have to keep praying for you because his story is one of triumph, of miracles, hope, of encouragement, and of love. So I don't want you to go anywhere. I hope you're having a good day. As always, you are in my thoughts and prayers. Don't forget, you have the power to transform bad thoughts into good ones. So stay tuned. We're going to take a little break. I appreciate you. And don't forget, you can contact me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com. Stick and say, I'll be right back with my special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, and it's been another beautiful day in the neighborhood. I hope you and your family are well. And as I mentioned, I feel so fortunate, so humbled, so grateful that I can bring on another amazing king. This person, Ronald McCoy, is going to share his story, his triumph over cancer. And the kind of cancer that he has or had Um, Most people don't get to have his ending. And so this is why you want to listen and learn. I'm one of those people. I believe that if you survive something, then you are left to tell others how they can too. So God is with him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ronald McCoy to the show. Yay. Thank you so much, Mr. McCoy, for being with me today. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's, it's an honor, and I just like to thank you for um, having me on your platform. I appreciate it. Your testimony is so amazing. I know that um, you were diagnosed with stage four um, colon cancer. Tell me about when you found out. When was it that you found out you had the cancer? Uh, it, it was like it was, it was two uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble uh, catching my breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and this prior to this happening, I had just ran uh, a six mile run, mm. and, and after that I ran a two mile run. So I thought I was in good condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I found myself. I wasn't able to go not even a hundred yards mm. at this point without without even feeling out of gas. Mm. Mm. And uh, so it was at that point I thought, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not in condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it kept happening, and I couldn't even come up a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm without getting tired and so this went on for about maybe uh, a week 
Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, what happened is, again, I was, and then I started feeling some, uh, a little discomfort in my stomach. Mm-hmm. So, so by this time, I, uh, I said, okay, there's some, something's wrong. So basically, uh, like I said, at, at this time, I kept being out of breath and I, I knew something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And it, so uh, I went to the emergency room. And it was at this point when I went to the emergency room, I found out the doctor, they did all types of tests on me. And uh, the doctor actually came back. And as I, as, as I was in the um, sitting room, and he told me, he said, I'm surprised you made it the last three days. And, and, and at that point, I, I knew it was serious. That is amazing. So if a doctor says that, you're right. That has to be shocking. Let me give a few facts about colon cancer. And that, again, that was the beginning, you guys. Um, here are some of the symptoms. Mr. McCoy mentioned that he had trouble breathing and he also had some discomfort in his stomach. Here are some of the symptoms. A change in bowel habits, such as more frequent diarrhea or constipation, rectal bleeding or blood in the stool, ongoing discomfort in the belly area, such as cramps, gas, or pain. That's what Mr. McCoy described. A feeling that the bowel doesn't empty all the way during a bowel movement, weakness or tiredness, and losing weight without trying. So I, I have to ask you this because I, you mentioned that you ran some marathons and I know over the years you've been a person that has very been very fit and conscientious about your body and weight and health. There's an old saying that one often meets his destiny on the road he takes to avoid it. Was it shocking to you when the doctor mentioned the C word and you had spent so much of your life, you know, trying to be healthy, trying to be in shape, trying to be fit? Was it a shock or, you know, what were your first words? What were your first thoughts? Well, actually, it, it was it was a shock because at that time I, I ate good. Mm-hmm. I, ate, I ate healthy. I, I did not drink. Mm-hmm. I, I never drunk my whole life mm-hmm. i never smoked mm-hmm. i never did any type of drugs so so yeah it, it was definitely a shock and as, as a matter of fact let me let me let, let me actually take you to where he said it mm. I, I i heard i heard this word i heard this scenario hundreds of times i've seen it in movies i've seen it on tv shows and I was, I was thin to face it. The doctor came in the room with two other people flanked by him. Mm-hmm. And he walked in the room. I, I was uh, sitting on the bed. Mm-hmm. And what he told me was, I'm sorry, you got cancer. Mm-hmm. And when he told, when, when he said it, I did not flinch. Mm. I didn't say, God, why me? I wasn't complaining. Mm. I just said, I deal with it. 
So you weren't afraid. I know I've heard of stories where people were so afraid or they became so upset that now some scientists believe that the state of the mind affects the state of the body. What do you think it was about you that made you, you know, not flinch, not be afraid? Because that's really an atypical response to someone saying you have cancer. What do you think what, that it was about you that made you have that level of strength at that time? It was easy. My, my, my faith in God. Mm-hmm. All right. I knew, I knew my faith and who I believed in. It was going to be okay. Praise God. I, I knew that without a doubt. Wow. That, that praise God. I'm going to read this quote about the mind because your faith in your faith in God. Um, and I talk about him a lot on this podcast, not religion, but relationship with God. When you know him for yourself in a personal way, it truly changes your thoughts. And that's why I do bad thought therapy. Here's a quote. Your mind is like this water, my friend. When it is agitated, it becomes difficult to see. But if you allow it to settle, the answer becomes clear. What was the answer for you? What is the first thing you did after you got this diagnosis? Uh, Basically, honestly, I I just took it in. I took it in for a moment. And then I just, like like I always do, I, I just knew uh, my faith in God would it would be okay. And so I just I, I didn't even I didn't even do no other scenarios or I just just knew it was gonna be okay because of my faith. I didn't I didn't I didn't uh, try nothing different. I didn't think nothing else. That I just stood on His word. Was there a particular scripture that sort of came back to you at that moment or kept coming back or one that maybe you read and you just hung on to more than others? Oh, listen. I, I, I can't. I just, no, there was not one particular one. Mm-hmm. But just as a whole, just knowing what, what, who I believed in and what he could do. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, who was the first person you told? Because after they told you, and you, like I said, you had a very atypical response. This is, it shows a lot of strength, and most people don't have that. But who was the first person that you told after the diagnosis? It, uh, and it's interesting, too, because I, I, I am a private person. Mm-hmm. So even, I, I, I kind of even wasn't, didn't even tell my family at the time. Wow. I was gonna I was going to deal with this. You know, I didn't want to burden nobody else with this. But uh but then I actually um reached out to my to my cousin. Mm-hmm. My, my cousin and um I told her about it. And she she informed me, you know, when she would have felt bad because if I didn't tell nobody mm-hmm. and if I was to go through this by myself with nobody around she would she would have felt bad but I actually reached out to my uh, my cousin and um my cousin Esther and you know thank God 
because she made me feel, you know, family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she she was the first one I reached out to. And how did it affect her? I mean, did she was she worried or was did she say anything that she? Well, well it, 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 it's that's ironic too because she actually. She was calm about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she, she didn't even work. As, as a matter of fact, uh, she personally had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So, so she, 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 she knew the steps, and you know, she, she knew how to make me feel comfortable, and she knew, you know, what, what I might be going through. Mm-hmm. So, because of uh, her being going through it, she made me feel comfortable. Okay, and so that that is very helpful to you know find someone who has gone through this journey too. Um, they know what to expect. They may know you know what you're feeling, the thoughts that are going through your mind, how you're going to feel physically. So, what was the first action plan? Okay, they told you you had cancer. Then what came next in terms of medically? Well, at, at that time, like uh, I'm glad you said. It. At that time, I, I didn't realize it, but they were telling me I, I had needed uh, surgery immediately. Okay. Yeah. Because it, 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 it was bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and, and so within the next, uh, I think, couple of days, mm-hmm. they actually. Um, Scheduled surgery. So, uh, like I said, maybe, maybe not even, not even a week after I found out, I think that um, I was going, they was going to perform a surgery. And what was the recovery time for that? Like, how long did the surgery last? I mean, you know, feel free to share as much as you feel comfortable. Right. But, you know, how long did the surgery last? What was the recovery time after the surgery? The, the, the surgery, it, 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 was, it was like, uh, it was definitely, it was like, I'm, I'm correct, it, it, it was like a, a four-hour surgery. Uh-huh. Right. And, um... The recovery time after that, I, I was in I was in the hospital for I say a week. I was in the hospital for a week, and then I say maybe a week after that. Um, I, I'm sorry. Two weeks after that, um, I started I started um, chemo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that the chemo actually that process I went through that for like nine months. Wow, that's a long time. Wow. And 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 up to that point, even at, after the nine months, uh, I, I was taking uh, chemo pills. Mm-hmm. For, for, for another three months. And did you feel like you were, how did, okay, so you, you talked about what happened before you knew you had the cancer. You had shortness of breath, you started having stomach cramps. Once you had the chemo, or while you were having chemo, 
How did your body change? Were there any significant changes in how you felt or your body? Uh, no, with me, normally, normally they tell you, you know, chemo, you, you, you're going to have side effects. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, you know, they got like maybe 10, 10, maybe 12 different side effects that, you know, you can expect. But fortunately, I, I, I did not have none of them. Wow. I, I didn't have no, 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 no side effects from the chemo. Praise Yes, yeah. Most high God. What would you tell a person? You know, you were pretty strong, which most people do. I've heard different stories, and most people do have a very strong emotional response. And if they don't get it together, I believe, you know, the body responds to our emotional and mental state. What would you say to a person if they were called into the doctor's office and the doctor used that C word to them? What would be your advice to that person to help them stay strong? Well, I, I, I would tell them that to, to, um, my advice to them would definitely be to, you know, stay in prayer. It, it, it would be um, to, it, when you got cancer too, it, it's a known fact that you, you got to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize that that has an effect on your body as you're going through chemo, mm-hmm. and it, it can be a, a, a negative effect if you're if if you if you're not positive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, I, I would and I would ask, I would um, tell them to, to, to have support, mm-hmm. and that, that's important too, to to have whether it be family or friends to make sure you got support. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I, I would advise them to try to be an advocate for yourself too, mm-hmm. and, and do 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 some research. Mm-hmm. Even though you may be going through, do some research because um, that helps a lot. That helps a, a really a lot. And that's what I was going to ask you too. Was there any particular book that you read, or? any website you recommend because I want to put it in the description box and by the way ladies and gentlemen um, I'm going to add his contact information later to badthoughttherapy.com in a few days you'll be able to access how to contact Mr. McCoy if you would like to have him on your podcast or you would like to do it in, um, like for him to share information with your organization or group um, but is there anything you read in particular that we could share with the listening audience? Thank you. Uh, I, I, I can tell you, I can, there's nothing particular that I would, uh, actually read on it mm-hmm. as far as some particular, I read in general on it, but I would, I would, I would advise, uh, if anyone, if, if, they, if they're going through it or if they want to do any type of want to research or want to know more on the treatments or, or just what they can do, I would, I would uh, advise them to reach out to the Colon Alliance. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they can uh, contact them at that their website. Okay, and I'll add that website to the description box, ladies and gentlemen. The Colon Alliance, I looked them up and make sure I have that. And I want to go over just some of the causes before we end this part one. There's going to be a part two, ladies and gentlemen, um, to this episode. So make sure that you check that out. But here are some of the causes. 
According to the Mayo Clinic, um, doctors aren't certain what causes most colon cancers. Colon cancer happens when cells in the colon develop changes in their DNA. A cell's DNA holds the instructions that tell the cell what to do. The changes tell the cells to multiply quickly. The changes let the cells continue living when healthy cells die as part of their natural lifestyle. This causes too many cells. The cells might form a mass called a tumor. The cells can invade and destroy healthy body tissue. In time, the cells can break away and spread to other parts of the body. When cancer spreads, it's called metastatic cancer. So those were just some of the causes. Again, I'm going to put something in the description box to the Colon Alliance. And that way, um, if you know someone who is suffering with this kind of cancer or you just want to get information to be informed, this information will be available. Um, who is one of your heroes? You know, you said that when the doctor came in the room and told you that you had cancer, you just seem to have atypical strength. That strength, most of us are not born with strength. We become strong over time. Who has been a mentor for you or someone that you looked up to to help you be strong? I, th- I think that there's, there's individuals in my life who, a, new, a number of them, who I actually uh, drew tr- strength from and, and who I looked up to as as someone uh, I wanted, I wanted to, to, to be like or wanted to have their character. And so, yeah, there, there, there's a number of people that I actually um, looked up to for, for to get strength and, 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 and just imagine and to think about how, how, how they would do it. And who is that person? Who Who is a person? You know, I'm one of those people I believe in giving honor and homage to the ancestors or to great people especially in our community, we don't have enough praise and we don't have enough honor. And so who is one of, who is one of those people? And say their name, say the name. Okay, uh, yeah, there was, there was a gentleman by the name of uh, Dave Hyman. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a gentleman named uh, Tommy Majors. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, these, these two particular individuals, that, that, that's where I got a lot of that from. What is something that they said that helped you to be strong? Just just recall maybe a saying, some wisdom, a maxim. There's a saying, and we heard it before, but they always used to, or Mr. Major used to always kind of repeat it to me and would tell me, never give up. Okay, wow. But he would repeatedly tell me that and this throughout my life I realized that came into play yeah because that, that, that happened years ago when he would t- when he told me that when I was younger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I always drew from that and, and, and that that I really that's one of the never give up yes, yes. And, that, that, and and before we close out this particular part one of this wonderful episode and again I want to thank you Mr. McCoy for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your testimony there is always hope when a person overcomes and triumphs over something that seems insurmountable and you definitely have used your faith to do that 
And I thank God that we are witnesses that, you know, I can share this with my listening audience. But before we close out this part one, what is the greatest lesson you've learned from my, about life since the diagnosis? I know you probably had some time to reflect. What is a life lesson that you could end with for this particular part one? Uh, I would say to take life seriously Mm. and to never take nothing for granted. Yeah. Yeah, never take nothing for granted because you never know. Uh, That's what I learned. From, from this whole ordeal. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to conclude part one of this episode. Talk with the King. I'm talking to Mr. Ronald McCoy. He is a cancer thriver. He was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer three years ago, and he is here stronger than ever sharing his story with us. We are humbled, we're grateful, and we're going to get back. So, in a couple of more days, you'll be able to access part two of our conversation. Peace and abundant blessings to everyone. Don't forget, you can contact me at badthoughttherapy.com or just go to badthoughttherapy.com and you'll be able to access this episode and share with others. Have a beautiful evening and we will be back with part two with Mr. Ronald McCoy. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye.